Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans a biblical point of view. One you're going to find in your mainstream media. Hey folks, welcome to today's program. We've got a lot to talk about. And uh, my last update was, about, I'm guessing, a little bit over a week ago. I kind of like to let things settle down before I, you know, jump on something. And, um, you know, we have got so much going on. There's so much going on in the Middle East, in Israel, in Gaza, in Syria, Damascus. Oh, my goodness gracious. Plus, we have Ukraine still going on. So, most of the people in the United States uh, do not realize what is really going on in Ukraine and uh, they think that it's all Putin's fault. Oh, big bad Russia. Well, really, you don't know the truth. And you've got to go way back into history, especially United States history in NATO to kind of get to the bottom of that. And um, I did. I read a few articles about that. And also, um, I listened to Tucker Carlson's program a couple days ago. And I was like, wow, did you guys know there's over 400 thousand Ukrainians have died, have died since this war started. 400,000. And uh, there's technically really, there's no way for them to win. And so as the United States, we just keep giving them money. We're only prolonging more people getting killed, more people dying. And so, you know, I kind of thought about that and I was like, oh my goodness gracious. And that was one of our top military officials spoke about that so it's not like you know out of the blue like you know oh you know Joe Blow said no but you know here in the United States we don't really hear what's going on as you guys can tell we, we really don't get any news here we have to really go and hunt for it which is what I try to do I try to get I try to get the best news that I can find factual fact-checked news you know not fact-checked by the liberal people you know that is disinformation which by the way was coined from Russia Ooh. Didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that until I uh, read that about, or I watched that on Tucker. So, guys, there's so much going on. There's a few articles um, that I want to talk to you guys about really quick. Today. Well, not really quick, but I want to talk to you guys about today. Number one, I wasn't going to talk about this, but it's like literally popped into my head. If you guys haven't watched J.D. Farag's latest prophecy update from Sunday, you need to go to there. It's jdfarag.org. That is not frog, but farag. J. D is in dog, F is in Frank, A is in Apple, R is in Ralph, A is in Alpha, if you want to put it that way, G is in George. Um, so anyway, dot org. It's jdfarag.org, and he's got this latest prophecy update was on point. Well, they're always on point, but I mean, it was like, woo, like this is really happening. And the week before that was, I mean, this is like part two to the week before, so if I want to watch both of those. And when you look at it, it's going to be like an hour and a half long or something. Like, don't freak. <laughs> Put it on the playground, whatever. Uh, I'm telling you, it's going to, you're not going to, you won't even know. I didn't even realize it was that long. I was like, wow, until the end of it, right? And I'm going to actually go there right now, JD Frog. Uh, JD Frog.org. Because there is actually a, a, a PDF download. It's what I like about him. He backs all of his stuff up with facts. It's kind of awesome. And so, is how Judgment Day is coming folks, this is what you want to get. And he's also got an app too, which is fantastic. I'm going to click on it here because I want to download the, he has it with worship, without worship. I'll go with the worship because it's really good. But I'm going to pause it because I, I just want to get there because the resource links. So you can always go down and click resource links. Boom, it's going to pull them all up. February the 6th, everything. Mirror, Elon Musk fan says a cyborg is born as neural brain chip 
is inserted in first human folks. That's the one I was listening to in the beginning. And I was like, okay, so listen to this. So not only, you know, cause this could be great, right? All the paralyzed people are going to be able to move their limbs and oh, it's going to be fantastic. And you know, that's all great. I mean, that's great. Right. But listen to, I mean, so the wording is like very careful. We always have to listen to, you know, it's always said the devil is in the details. Hmm. Makes sense. Right. So they're going to put this chip into your brain. So your brain is it's kind of like a computer. It's kind of coded. And so you can kind of tell it what to do, but guess what? It can tell you what to do. So it goes both ways. So when you read the article and you read through uh, Elon Musk's research, you're like, wow. And I make everybody was like, oh yeah, Musk is buying Twitter. It's like, I've never been a big Musk fan. Never have been a big Elon Musk fan. I was very disheartened though when, I was at the Babylon Bee, had the chance to interview them, and it, I was I was I was really disheartened, disheartened because it's like he really was asking questions, and they were just like making jokes about it, which really kind of I I felt really bad about that. And I hope Babylon Bee gets another chance to interview him again and can actually tell him the gospel and tell him you know those stories that were really true. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. That's like you know Monday morning quarterbacking. You know, by the way, I got to jump out and give Purdy a huge, huge, man, he did so great. That kid did fantastic um, during the Super Bowl. Him and McCaughlin, both McCaffrey, I'm sorry, I'm calling McCaughlin, McCaffrey, they did fantastic. Two young Christian men, and I was very proud of their behavior. I was very proud about the way they behaved. And another great thing about the whole game was Mahomes gave glory to God. That was fantastic. And so did the owners of the Chiefs. He gave glory to the Lord. And so that was amazing. You know, that one young, oh my goodness, what is his name? I can't believe I forgot his name. He plays for the Texans. It's Houston, Texas. Oh, it's the quarterback. Yeah, C.J. Stroud. Sorry, I can't believe I forgot that. I went blank. So Houston, Texas quarterback, C.J. Stroud, he gave glory and wanted to praise his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And uh, subsequently after that, they edited all of that out. But he was very gracious when they when people ask him about that. He was very gracious. So anyway, you kind of see where we're at in the world today. So here's another update I wanted to give you guys. I was just looking. I just wanted to pull up the Times of Israel website, their news site, and just see, hey, what's going on in the Middle East, right? I'm going to listen to these articles dating from the uh, February the 8th back. Head of U.S.-backed forces in Syria seeks more air defense after a deadly drone attack or drone strike. We have Pentagon. Initial indications say no Iranians killed in recent U.S. strikes in Middle East. That was February the 6th. Back to the 5th. Beyond Israel's borders, why did Abu Dhabi return its ambassador to Damascus now? Hmm. <clears throat> it kind of begins on, uh, even as Israel's far right celebrates at a conference on resettlement of Gush Katif, Arab countries work to restore ties with Syria in an economic crisis deepens in Egypt. That article is by Kisineva Sevelotto, uh, and you can read about that all on the Times of Israel. So on the 3rd of February, U.S. hits 85 sites in Iraq. Syria linked to Iran's IRGC militias after fatal drone attacks, so we finally struck back a little late. February the 3rd, Gallant warns Hezbollah that a potential pause in Gaza fighting won't apply to the north, so they're still fighting in the north. January the 31st, IDF says jets struck Syrian army positions in response to rocket attack. It's up there in the Golan Heights. UAE sends first ambassador to Syria since civil war began. That was back on January the 30th. Saudi Arabia also opens door for diplomatic ties and may send an ambassador to Damascus soon. 
That's out of Reuters, actually. January the 29th, beyond Israel's border. Oop, it just refreshed on me. Um, uh, let's see. Beyond Israel's borders, Middle Eastern diplomatic ties under strain amid war in Gaza. So while Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu uh, tests Abraham Accords allies' patience, the U.S. considers withdrawing from Syria and Egypt's relations with Russia grow warmer. Mm, that's the 29th of January. So you kind of see all of these things um, literally coming together just like the Bible said. And so I'm going to adjust my, my chair here. So um, sorry about that. So, yeah, you, you see all these things happening and the amount of deaths. And they're talking about Israel is killing thousands and thousands. Okay, so when you break down war statistics, you're giving a certain amount of statistical um, deaths for civilians. And so even if you took the outrageous statistics um, from Gaza, from the folks over there, and um, you put those into, into this equation, Israel is still way under. And we all know they haven't killed 50,000. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So they're still like way under. But you will not hear that from your mainstream media. They want, they're going into this Marxist, you know, just telling everybody it, it's, you know, the Bible said these days would happen. And I wondered how everybody could hate Israel. I'm like, how? Why? Why does everybody hate Israel? Why? Why? You ask these people in these universities, why do you hate? They don't know. They don't even know the truth. They've just been brainwashed to hate them. And it's like the folks over there in Gaza, those children are brainwashed. Their parents were brainwashed. This is a generational brainwashing of hate the Israelis, hate the Jews. Hate them, hate them, hate them. And so that's been ingrained into their brain like they don't know anything else. From a very young age, so when they go and they did all those atrocities on the 7th of October, they did them. And the Gazan people applauded them. So don't think these Gazan people are these poor, innocent little folks. Now, believe me, there are some. There are some over there who are Christians. There are some over there, you know, who don't want this, you know, and are just kind of caught up in it. Israel gave them plenty of opportunity to evacuate millions of text messages they sent millions of phone calls they dropped leaflets they did all kinds they did everything they possibly could to get these people out but these people think that if you die in this war then you're a martyr and you go to Allah or like whatever that's what they believe so for them death is like that's that's like a celebration if you die during this war so you know it's a totally different mindset than we here in the United States could ever imagine. We can't imagine that. Like, you know, um, during all this time during COVID, what happened to us? Most, most churches just rolled over and played dead, you know, and let the government dictate to them, like, you can't have service, or, you're gonna, or you can't even sit out in your car and sing in your car, uh, you know, five, six feet away from people, like, whatever. And churches like, okay, 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 Really? But you have people over there in that in the Middle East dying for Allah, for what they believe in their Quran. They die for that. They want to kill all infidels. I have news for all of you. If you're not a Muslim, you are an infidel. You're an, I am an infidel. You are an infidel. And you know, the Bible actually uses that word one time. If you can't provide for your, for your family, you are worse than an infidel. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from, but that just popped into my head. But anyway, um, you know, guys, it's we are living in the end days. The Bible said in the end days that, it, that Jerusalem would become a stumbling block to the whole world. And they are. 
They are. And if you think United States is a friend of Israel, you're wrong. Not with the Biden administration in there. You're wrong. Ukraine is the most corrupt. They are more. Somebody said they're more corrupt than Mexico. That's pretty corrupt. Okay. They are corrupt. Ukraine is cor not the people, not the people. That'd be like saying all of the United States are, you know, devil worshiping, you know, because they, whatever. No, that's, that's not right. We're not. The majority of the United States are Christians. And I do believe, I still believe that. I will hang on to that. I still believe it. These younger generations are not. Unfortunately, we need to do something about that. But um, coffee shops in your church is not going to change that. That's, that's, not gonna, that's not what they need. They need the truth. They need the truth. You know, that's another thing. Young Christian, uh, young, our, our young people, are, the majority are looking for the truth. They're looking everywhere. They're looking at New Age. They're looking here. They're looking there. They're looking everywhere. Somebody needs to tell them the truth about Jesus Christ. You tell them the truth, the gospel which breaks my heart. I have friends on Facebook who are absolutely not Christian. Not. And I, I, I pray for them. I do. Um, they had the He Gets Us commercials on the Super Bowl, and that's all they did was dogged on them. Like, why wow, we got Jesus on here? Why we got... Now, I'm not a big He Gets Us fan, and I'm not, not going to say anything about that right now. I'm going to hold off on that. But the thing is, Christianity is hated. So are the Jews, and you can see it. It is vehemently hated. But what did the Bible tell us? The Bi Jesus told us, they hate me, they're going to hate you too. We are in this world, but we are not of this world, is what he said. And I thank God for that, because you and I know, just living every day, this is not our home. This is not our home. Um, when I was younger... I didn't pray every day the Lord would come and take us home. You know, there's things I wanted to do. And um, and I'm sure I'm not the only Christian that was like that. And I was like, I want to see family. And I would, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I want to do this. And I want, I want, I want, you know, whatever. I, I, I is another thing. Don't, you know. But when I when I go back and, and, and I think of things, and now I look at the world today now, and I just want to go home. I want to go home. But, you know, back in the 80s, I thought, I thought, oh, wow, man, this is great. There was, we didn't have all the problems that we do now, blah, blah, blah. Well, we did. But I think our parents sheltered us a lot more than they do now. Like, we went out and played. Like, we weren't glued to the news. And, you know, but when I would go back and I watch TV programs from the 80s, I mean, of course, they're not nothing like they are now. I mean, you're just watching, you know, soft porn now. But, I mean... Back then, you could see the ramp up and the leading up to it. You could see the homosexuals being kind of, you know, put into uh, mainstream TV, but not like main characters. They were, you know what I mean? But you could see it. You could see everything infiltrating everything. And you go back into the 50s, and like, we thought the 20s were great. But I go back and I see some of that stuff, and I was like, wow, it was even going on back then. But you got to think about what television is. Think, break down the word, tell a vision and what are they doing what are those programs on tv that are programming your mind now see we think about this and i think they're so upfront. i mean it's so blatantly obvious that you know we didn't really understand or take note but you know hindsight you gotta look back and think wow wow they were brought up in your face it's, a, it's like bill gates telling everybody like back in the 2000s like if we do a really good job with these vaccines we can depopulate the world you know by like 90 percent like straight up telling you what and everybody's like oh that's fantastic oh you know
you know, let's give him our money. Let's buy his products. And I'm not one to talk. I have an Apple phone. I'm just saying. But that's how blatantly obvious they are. And so when they went into India and they gave those vaccines, this is for the HPV, Bill Gates, and paralyzed those girls. It, all kinds of atrocities happen. They'll never have children, all of this stuff. They kicked him out. And then you try to look on that on the internet. You can't find it anywhere. Let me tell you something, folks. If you find some, take a screenshot. Take a screenshot, save it to a flash drive. <laughs> um, unplug your computer from the internet, like whatever you got to do. Um, it's amazing the technology that they have. They have the technology right now to track, trace, and follow you. And we have Elon Musk talking about the, the, the guy is recovering well, or the person. We don't know if it's a guy or a female, male. Um, yes, folks, there's only two genders, male and female. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. That's another thing. Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's, so much, there's so much going on, you guys. I just, <laughs> I just can't even, I can't even keep up. I'm like, I'm like, squirrel, there's so much. Every time I talk about something, something boom else pops up, you know. Who would have thought that there would be, there is a, a, a case going uh, to the Supreme Court and it is about um, a, a, a person, and I'm going to guess that it's a female because she's trying to look like a boy. She's in school. She's a school-aged child. Um, and somebody wore a T-shirt with only two genders, male and female, and now they have taken this uh, to the Supreme Court because uh, she's saying there's more than one gender. Did you ever think in your lifetime that we would be in this insanity? I never thought I would ever see this kind of insanity, okay? Um, and I know you didn't either, but the Bible told us this would happen. So folks who don't believe in Bible prophecy, let me tell you something. Open up your Bible and start reading because you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, it's here and we are living the last days. We're not in the end days. We are, we are living the last days. We are waiting for the trumpet call for Christ to call us home and I always wanted like this. Okay, this is before things really, I, I realized how bad things were. Like I accidentally watched the news, like the real news. And I was like heartbroken. Um, when I always prayed like the rapture would happen, I was like, oh, I pray the Lord to come and take us home. And I've been praying that for a very long time um, because I wanted to be taken out of this world. And, um, but now I look at the atrocities being inflicted on people and, and the continual evil, the invention of new ways to be evil, um, all kinds of things that are happening, like the Bible said. I just, I don't realize what magnitude that that was really going to be until it actually happened. And I looked around the world and I was like, whoa. Now my prayer is more like your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, give us this day, like our our our, our prayer. But to the, to now that magnitude really hits me. Like I want the Lord to come back, not only to remove us from this sinful, wicked world, but to make everything right. And that's what he does. He comes back and meets out justice. He rules with an iron rod. Jesus comes back. He makes everything right. He deals out justice. All those who are doing this wicked evilness, who have chosen their path to follow Satan, then he comes, Jesus comes to make everything right, to deliver justice to those folks. And that's more what I want because I don't want to see everything happening in this world. The evil, the things that my mind, I, I never thought I would ever see or even witness or watch or anything. 
just tears me apart, just tears me apart. And I just, uh, I just pray that the Lord would come and make things right. The whole world, all creation, the Bible says, groans for the Lord to come back to make things right because the earth is under a sin curse. People are like, well, why would a loving God, like, you know, I'm like, look, folks, we live in a fallen world. You guys listen to this program. Y'all know if you haven't listened to this program, it is Bible prophecy for today. I talk about news headlines and culture and things happening in the world today. And I point it all back to the Bible and how the Bible is true um, and how the Bible warned us these things would happen and how time is so short that you need to make your profession of faith in Christ today because you don't want to be left behind. I'm telling you, you don't. It's going to be words um, can't really, you, you can't fathom how bad it's going to be. Um, I do have a book on Amazon if you guys want to. It's under Heather O'Daniel. It's um, After the Rapture, What Comes Next. I think it's four bucks, five bucks. I don't know. Uber cheap. But if you are not a believer in Christ right now, I urge you to go get that book. Um, I wrote that book when I had COVID. I literally thought I was going to die back in 2020. I was so sick. And that, the only thing that thought of in my mind was that. Like, I need to tell the world. I need to tell people um, the truth. And so... Um, Anyway, it's got scripture, everything you possibly need to know about the tribulation is in that book, How to Become a Christian, and I will tell you that J.D. Frog is really good about the ABCs of that. Um, if, you're not a, if you're not a believer and um, you don't know why you need a believer, let me tell you something. The wages of sin are death. If you've ever lied, stolen something, looked at somebody on lust, uh, with lust in your heart, if you've ever done any of the, anything, anything, whatever, told a lie, gotten angry, um, whatever. That is a sin, and we have sinned against the holy God. And the wages of that sin is death. There's nothing you can do to um, cover that sin. You can't do anything. There's nothing you can do. God knew that. And is an infinite mercy and love for us. He sent his son, Jesus, to the cross to die for us. And Jesus, in his love for us, for the joy set before him, he says. When you think about the cross, you don't only really think about that. And J.D. Frog had talked about it on Sunday. And I was like, wow. And I, I, I never really thought about that. I never, I mean, I read it, I don't know how many times, but it didn't dawn on me. The joy set before him. Jesus knew that he was going to the cross. He knew that he was going to die for us. He knew that he was going to be whipped. And he knew all these things were going to happen to him. And he did it anyway because he loved us that much. And that was his joy because he knew that that was the only way to save us. And so God is justice. So you're like, well, God is love and he would never, whatever. God is love and he's justice and he's mercy. He's all those things. But you have to have justice with mercy. You can't just have one or the other. And um, just know what you're doing when you put your faith in Christ because it is your faith in him. But you got to have your faith in the right spot in the right person and uh just know that that um you know there's nothing you can do like i'm a wretched sinner and i praise god every day that he saved me that he saved me because the holy spirit is the one that calls you to the lord so if you hear that knocking in your conscience in your heart whatever like uh don't delay cry out today ask jesus to save you and you will be saved and then repent of your sin repent turn around follow christ Follow him. Get a Bible today. Start reading it. Um, there's a lot of free Bibles on the internet. Like I said, I use Olive Tree. 
um, Olive Tree um, is a fantastic Bible. It's called Bible by Olive Tree. A lot of free versions on there. Um, and then they also give like free downloads and stuff. So there's a wealth, I mean, wealth of resources there. And it's at your fingertips. That's one of the best Bible apps that I've found. And that's the one I recommend. Unless you want to go to, I know I'm getting off topic today. I'm sorry. But, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that don't have access to Bibles like we do here in the United States. And some of those people listen to this podcast. God bless y'all. And um, some of them don't have access to Bibles like we do. Like, you know, you and I, we could walk down to Walmart or something to pick up a Bible. These folks can't do it. And some of them in the countries, if they're even caught with the Bible, they, they're, they go to prison for that. Or they'll, they'll be dead for that. Or they'll come after their families. Like, here in the United States, we don't understand what everybody goes through. And, um, you know, I think we need to take some time and just look at that. It is, uh, if you are looking for that Bible, it is P as in Paul, R as in Ralph, S as in Sam, I as in Igloo. And you can type that into Apple and uh, or Google or wherever and pull that up. And it's got a wonderful, wonderful audio Bible on there. But I try to give resources. Resources that you can trust. Places you can go. Doctorly sound. Um, they have journalistic integrity. You know, those kind of things. Another thing that... Um, popped up on my news feed today is the whole Kelsey Andy Reid thing when he was in his face screaming at him and he like bumped him like that's like assault people are like you just don't know football y'all don't know football y'all just don't know what you're talking about let me tell you something if they would behave like that with Tom Landry they wouldn't have a job but they would have been benched they probably been kicked out of the stadium but today's world oh you just don't know football so my friend said you just don't know football I've watched football my whole life she says I'm like I've watched football my whole life as well and that is disrespectful, uncalled for, extremely unprofessional. Like you can't control yourself. That's outrage. That was outrageous. And making up excuses for him is totally, it just it tells you the kind of day that we live in. Oh, you just don't understand. You just don't understand. Like you don't know the whole conversation. You Look, I don't need to know the whole conversation to see a behavior like that. Unprofessional, totally disrespectful. And um, people are like, well, you just you just don't understand. Whatever. Let me tell you, I'll tell you a little story. Okay, I played basketball, and we were in a game, and it was a heated moment. And my coach was yelling at me, and I like screamed back at her. I was in like seventh grade, or was I in eighth grade? Seventh or eighth grade? Let me tell you something. My coach benched me, and they kicked me off the team. There you go. So that will tell you how you handle situations like that. Now, do you think that had an impact on me as a young athlete? Absolutely. It sure did. Uh, made a lasting impression, as a matter of fact. So, behavior like that, I don't care who you are, what you do, what you play for, what you think you're, you know, you're entitled to. Absolutely uncalled for. Disrespectful. Somebody put on their road rage, like roid rage. Not road as in car, but roid as in, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But that's the whole thing. People today, they make up excuses for people. Oh, he just doesn't, you don't know the whole situation and blah, blah, blah. No, you don't need the whole situation to witness something like that. If they don't terminate him, fire him, you know, take up, take him off his contract. I'm like, look, he wasn't even that great. Like, yeah, he wasn't that great. I've never been a Kelsey fan. Never have. Didn't really know that much about him until the whole Taylor Swift thing. And she's a satanic witch. And people are like, you just don't know Taylor. Everybody's like taking up for Taylor Swift. Like, yo, blah, blah, blah. My key people have no idea what is going on in the world. You have no idea. Nobody watches her transformation from when she began as a country singer 
to where she is now and look at the the satanic images and the entire it's insane people but nobody looks at that they don't look at that just like the tapestry that was at davos that was hanging up there a friend of mine um had sent me some information about that no wait no no actually i, I watched that on larry raglan that's right so raglan tv on youtube i don't promote everything that they say don't get me wrong there but they do have a lot of great information and he had brought that up i looked it up i was like whoa so i looked it up and that is the most satanic thing but if you ever go to davos it's all satanic over there in switzerland everything over there is satanic why is that then we have CERN. And another thing I learned by watching his program, I didn't know there were little CERNs, quote unquote, these atomic, you know, uh, centrifuge, whatever these things are, are all over. They're everywhere. They're building a huge one in China. Did you know that we had two in the United States of America? I did not know that. I know one's outside of Illinois, I believe he said. And now they're going to build an even bigger, better one there in Switzerland next to the one that they already have. Now, do you guys remember the tunnel, the Gothard tunnel, the satanic? Uh, it was insane. And I had to stop myself from saying, uh, all the time. I hate that. I listen to myself and I'm like, oh, anyway, it just blows my mind. I think because when I say that, I'm just like, whoa, I just can't think of another word to put in there that the sat Satanism is blatantly in the world today. They don't care who sees it. They don't care who knows it. What I did not understand was that evil people have to say what they're going to do. Otherwise, they believe in karma, like it's going to come back on them. It's like, what? That's why you go back and you listen to Bill Gates like 10, 20 years ago talking about depopulizing. We do a really good job with these vaccines. We're going to depopulate the world by 90%. So they tell you what they're going to do. All these movies in Hollywood that are coming out, they're telling you what they're going to do. They're programming you. They had that new movie, Civil War, coming out. Who knows what their plans are? This is an election year in the United States of America, so things are going to. You're not going to say they will, they may, whatever. They are going to get hairy. They're going to get crazy. We can see that. We know what's coming just by listening to the commentators. Now, if you listen to like news reports like from all over the United States, Australia, the BBC, everywhere, they say the exact same thing. Thing. It's a threat to our democracy. A threat to our democracy. They say the same thing. They're like puppets. That's all they are. You pull their string, they say what you tell them to say. That's why finding news in the mainstream media is nearly impossible. Whatever they tell you is propaganda. Do you believe it? No. Another thing, my friend uh, uh, Michelle had sent me some information from Alabama. There was another train derailment in Alabama. That makes like four or five that she sent to me. This one was like a concrete derailment. Folks, there's things going on that we don't know. We, Me and you as peasants, you know, we're, we are living our life. We're glorifying God. We are doing the best that we can to live a, a good and holy and righteous life, to tell people about the Lord, to raise our families, to be good, productive citizens in society, to give back. But then you have these nefarious people and it's like the most, who is it, Beck, he wrote a book, um, it was Agenda, I think he called it Agenda 21 or Agenda 19, I read that book, and let me tell you something, Glenn Beck wrote it uh, years ago, and I read that book, and I was like, whoa, and I think that's the one where he says the guy comes home from work, and he gets on his bicycle, 
And he's got his rod, his little stationary bicycle to contribute electricity back to society. It was crazy. I think it was Agenda 21 or something like that. But if y'all haven't read that, oh my goodness, go and read that because that will kind of put everything into perspective. Their plans for the peasants, if you don't die. And what I didn't also realize was that Netanyahu in Israel gave up the DNA of all the Israelites there in Israel to Pfizer. Folks, this this vaccine that will be coming upon the world during the tribulation time, and I'm going to say about three and a half years into the tribulation, will probably end up being the mark of the beast. Now, I go all the way back a couple of years ago, J.D. Uh, Farag on his Prophecy Update had talked about, and I, I've said this on numerous, a bunch of my podcasts from like those years ago, um, that this uh, mark, and in Hebrew, or it, it tells you it's like a palindon, or like lots of little spikes. And so not only is it on your skin, but it's in your skin. It's right head or forehand. And not everybody has a right hand, but everybody's pretty much got a forehead, right? And so they're like, it can be paladon. It can, little spikes, little needles is what it's all translated into. And I'm like, whoa. And then you go back and you get that Moderna and you have all these other people that have put these things together. And they're even talking about like, oh, it's like a tattoo. Oh, it's like a Band-Aid. You put this Band-Aid on. And of course, these little spikes, these little needles are in there and they inject this stuff into your skin. And like you can get vaccines like that and like all these things. So they have the technology is here for the mark of the beast. The technology is here. They can track, trace everything. But cash, they cannot track cash. They can't trace cash. Oh, that's why they don't want you to use cash. The Bible talks about a cashless society. Which, you know, in other parts of the world, there's going to be cashless society. There will be no more cash or no more whatever uh, pesos or whatever form of money, physical money that you use. It won't be here. It's not going to be there anymore. It will all be digital. That's why they're going for this digital ID, this digital currency, because it's a programmable currency. And when you go to this digital ID, you think, it could be a programmable ID as well. Isn't that not crazy to think about these things? Never in my wildest dreams would I ever imagined that these things would be happening. Are happening. Not going to happen, but are happening. So J.D. Farag always says that Bible prophecy has an expiration date. I believe that because we have the technology right now to implement these things. And if we see the technology that is ready to implement the mark of the beast and to erect the image of the beast and the whole world will follow the beast and they will worship the beast. And this technology will know if you are sincere in your worship. It's going to know all this stuff. And how is it going to know these things? Hmm. I don't know. But technology is here and it's, it's going to know beforehand remember when you were reading through the bible in the book of revelation and it talked about the witnesses and the two witnesses would lay in the streets of jerusalem for like three days and the whole world would witness that you know and back then like when i was a kid there was you know not really any way to like see that live you know there really there's like satellites and stuff you know you could watch it on the news but you couldn't really see it happening right then now folks anybody with a cell phone you could walk by a store 
I mean, you can see it happen right now at the palm of your hand. You'll be able to watch that. You'll also be able to watch them taken up into heaven. And so the Bible talks about there'll be two witnesses and they're going to bring fire down. It's going to be amazing. But everybody was like, well, why? The whole tribulation period is to the Jewish people to turn them back to God Almighty, to let them know that Jesus Christ is their Messiah. But what they're going to do in the beginning of the tribulation, which is any time now, I mean, any when you start hearing talks of a seven-year peace treaty, um, you better start doing your rapture practice because that's it. That's Daniel 9, 27. There'll be a covenant, a seven-year peace treaty, peace accord, whatever you want to call it, with Israel. And so this is going to establish seven years. And you hear them say peace and safety. Well, you know, that's in the Bible. Matthew says, or Matthew, in the book of Matthew, Jesus says, when they say peace and safety, peace and safety, peace and security, sudden destruction comes upon them like labor pains upon a pregnant woman. What is the world saying today? Listen to it. Peace and safety. You don't have to look far to see. They're talking about peace and safety everywhere. The UN is talking about peace and safety and UN.org and all kinds of different places. Peace and safety, UN General Council, blah, blah, blah. So all everywhere is peace and safety, peace and safety. It's all centered around where? All centered around Israel, Jerusalem. This is a teeny, I mean, teeny, tiny, mighty nation, but teeny, tiny nation the size of the United States, like Rhode Island, like we're talking lit, teeny tiny. And when you look on a map of Israel and you look at all the nations, these giant, huge nations around them that are all Islamic, all want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. And you think, how are they still there? How? Well, by the grace of God, God Almighty, they are his chosen people. He has a covenant with them and he's not going to break that covenant. That is his covenant. Isaac, Jacob, Abraham, he's got a covenant with them. And you look around the world today, and you just pull up a map, just pull up a map and see if you can pinpoint Israel without zooming in. <laughs> but that just tells you that the Bible is true. What other nation after 2,000 years has come back? None. Zero. Nada. Only the Israeli people, the Jewish nation after 2,000 years they came back within a 24-hour period of time, just like the Bible said, from the time that that was established, 24 hours. Folks, it's amazing. The Bible is on point. I mean, the Bible is very detailed, very detailed. And when it tells you, when God tells you when these things are going to happen, how they're going to happen, he is very detailed. You don't have to say, well, this could mean this. No, very detailed. Um, especially like up leading up to the tribulation, the last seven years, the last week. Um, if you haven't gone to YouTube, you can go and find my pastor's teaching, Dr. Randy Davis. It is um, New Hope Fellowship at River Road. That's all you got to top in to the YouTube browser. New Hope Fellowship at River Road. Boom. It's going to pull you up. It's going to pull us up and you can go through and listen to his teachings. He's teaching on end times prophecy and he actually taught on that. So he does an amazing job doing that. So if you guys want to do that, you're a visual person, you know, hey, go for it. But so now that I'm him hauling around for like 40 minutes, let's jump into the articles that I wanted to, to talk about. Security in a dangerous world. Hal Lindsey. You can find it at the HalLindsey.com. HalLindsey.com. 
One other thing, um, I just wanted to mention, I'm not going to read the whole article, but GOP calls to invoke the 25th Amendment after special counsel casts a doubt on Biden's mental acuity. This man has the nuclear codes, it says. And isn't that the truth? This is at Breitbart.com. The article is by Joshua Klein, posted on the 8th of February. You remember they marched, though, Biden out in the middle of the night? Like, uh, for him, it's the middle of the night. It's like 7 o'clock, 7.30, something like that. 7.45, I think, um, to give this crazy, weird speech. Way past his bedtime, you know. But anyway, um, and you could just tell right then and there that he is not mentally there. And we also have to remember, he does have the nuclear codes. That's scary, not only for the United States, but for the world. Hello, the world should be saying, hey, United States, y'all need to do something. But I digress. But anyway, he was following special counsel report, uh, Robert Hur's report, which included stunning revelation of the deterioration of President Joe Biden's mental state. Republican officials are calling to invoke the 25th Amendment. They state that, quote, if ever there were a time to do so, now would be it, unquote, and insist that if the president, quote, is not competent to stand trial, then he is certainly not competent to lead the free world. Unquote. Isn't that the truth? The report released Thursday concludes that prosecution is unlikely due to the challenges of proving willful intent beyond a reasonable doubt in Biden's sympathetic public image. In response, Republican members are urging the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment, which addresses presidential succession and disability procedures or face impeachment. While questioning how Democrats, quote, in good conscience, unquote, can tell Americans he is mentally competent enough to continue being commander in chief. Quote, for the safety of our nation, Joe Biden must resign, declared Congresswoman Mary Miller, a Republican from Illinois. He could not remember basic facts about his life. He is not competent to remain as commander in chief. And every day that remains, he puts America at risk and the world. I'm going to add not only America, but the world says if he won't resign, the cabinet must invoke the 25th Amendment. She continued. So, folks, look. Here's part of the report right here. Here's part of the report. This is uh, Representative Mary Miller, and she's got it posted right here. Uh, what it says, it says, in his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. This is all highlighted. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, if it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president, and forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began in 2009, am I still vice president, he said. He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died and his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Earl Eikenberry when in fact Eikenberry was an ally whom Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. So um, if I know the whole world knows he is in mental decline and how they've got him propped up there. I just don't know. Um, but that was a little bit of what I wanted to talk to you guys about on that one. But he is definitely in serious mental decline. And so if you go to uh, pjmedia.com, uh, Biden's unannounced nighttime speech, an absolute disaster. That was Matt Margolis, uh, 745. Uh, 754 uh, on February the 8th, he posted this. President Joe Biden took the microphone uh, for an unannounced address on Thursday night following the release of the politically devastating special counsel report that said he willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen, while the report stated that such actions present serious risks to national security. Biden will not face charges because he presents himself as an elderly man with a poor memory 
And it would be difficult to convince a jury he is guilty of a serious felony because to commit such a crime requires a mental state of willfulness. The report elaborated by pinpointing out he couldn't even remember when he was vice president and didn't even remember when his son, Bo, died. The address was scheduled for 7.45 p.m. but did not actually uh, get underway until around 8, well past his usual 7 p.m. bedtime. I can't explain how or why Biden's handlers felt it was a good idea to trot him out at night to talk about the special counsel report, but it did not go well. He was belligerent and defensive, and it was a just a terrible look. When he addressed the report claiming that he couldn't remember when his son died, it really got bad. Quote, how in the hell dare he raise that, Biden said angrily concluding that it is none of their damn business, unquote. For any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking about, Biden insisted, even though the report presented direct quotes. It has no place in this report. In this report. Biden also blamed his staff for storing classified documents in his home, office, and garage, insisting, I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff would do. The bottom line is the matter is now closed and I can continue what I've always focused on my job of being president of the United States of America. Making the situation worse was when he decided to take questions from reporters. Amazingly, Fox News's Peter Ducey was the first to ask a question. Quote, President Biden, something that the special counsel said in his report is that one of your one of the reasons you were not charged is because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Unquote. I am well-meaning. I am an old man and I know what the hell I'm doing. Biden insisted. I've been president and I put this country back on his feet. I don't need his recommendation. Unquote. How good is your memory, and can you continue as president? Ducey followed up. My memory is so bad, I'll let you speak, Biden said, trying to make a joke about a very serious issue. Biden defiantly declared, I'm the most qualified person in this country with the president of the United States, unquote. It got worse from there. Al hell seemed to break loose as reporters shouted to get questions in. A reporter noted that Americans have been watching him and are concerned about his age. A confused and angry Biden shouted back, that is your judgment. He even had the audacity to deny and that to deny that he shared classified information with his ghostwriter, which the report explicitly said he did. When Biden finally had enough and told everyone he was leaving, he ended up coming back to the podium to address a question about the situation in the Middle East and proceeded to refer to Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi as the president of Mexico. Whoever decided to let Joe Biden out tonight to speak to the nation should be fired. In light of the damning report, there was there has been some speculation about whether there may be a need to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove Biden from office. Clearly, Biden's speech and many press conference Thursday evening were an attempt to dispute the damaging parts of the special counsel's report and present himself as fully in charge and capable. Biden clearly wants the nation to think he's mentally competent and capable of performing his job, which tells us that he has every intention of seeing this election through. Folks. I don't know what world we are living in, but this man does not need to be president of the United States. And quite frankly, um, as former person who used to work with, with people with Alzheimer's and dementia, I find this very sad. Uh, even though he is a disgrace to our nation, it is still sad that they are doing this to him. And the thing with Alzheimer's and dementia in the evening is called sundowners. If you haven't experienced that, it's extremely sad. It's very confusing for them. They don't understand. He clearly doesn't understand. He's clearly not in his right mind. Um, if he ever was in his right mind, I mean, he's a pedophile. He sniffs people. I mean, don't think I have any sympathy for him. I mean, I don't have sympathy for him. But I mean, 
for the sake of the United States, get him out of office, you know, invoke the 25th Amendment, get him out. Unfortunately, we're going to have, you know, the, the laughing stock in the world in there, but only until, you know, January. So, which that's actually a year, you know, it doesn't seem that far away, but it's a long way. So, yeah, you know, we're really in a bad spot here in the United States, which kind of puts the world in danger as well. So, populist revolt spreading across the West. This is the Liberty Sentinel. I'm going to read a, just a quick snippet here from Alex Newman. All over the world, the peasants and the tax serfs are getting restless. Tyranny is on notice and populism is rising. I just wanted to give a huge shout out to the folks in the Netherlands and France and the UK over there. Whoa, you guys. So proud of y'all. We are praying for y'all. We are praying for y'all. Let me let you, I just want you to know that. But anyway, this article is posted the 8th of February by Alex Newman. You can find it at the libertysentinel.substack.com. All over the world, the peasants and the tax serfs are getting restless. That is the message that voters are sending loud and clear. From Argentina, Brazil, and India to the United States, Italy, Sweden, the Netherlands, and beyond, politically incorrect populist leaders and political parties are surging at the polls. In many cases, they are becoming the dominant political force as awareness grows surrounding the, quote, Great Reset unquote, and other totalitarian schemes from big business and big government elitist. Consumers are revolting against these zeitgeist too. Just consider the powerful messages being sent to the woke companies like Target, Bud Light, Disney, and BlackRock, among others in the forms of boycotts, withdrawal investments, and more. In sort, in short, Americans and people around the world are sick and tired of having social ideas shoved down their throats. And the trends look set to accelerate in the years ahead. Just a little glimpse there, folks. And you can see it. I think people are getting fed up. Just remember, there are a heck of a lot more of us than there are of them. Okay? We got to remember that. <laughs> you got to stand for something. Don't just... Now's not the time. Just the whatever. We're all going to... Did you know 100 people out of 100 people die? Did y'all know that? <laughs> I know you know that. So... We need to stand for something. Make the life that God gave us here on earth stand for something. We need to glorify God. We need to fight the good fight. Did you know the apostles were all martyred? Every single one of them. People are like, well, what about John? He didn't die. Like John was dipped in boiling oil. Mm. And then put on the island of Patmos. It was no vacation, folks. He's put on the island of Patmos. And that's where he was able to live out the rest of his years. And, and you know, consequentially pass away. But the island of Patmos was like a prison. It was rocks. It was not like, you know, oh, it's like, like a vacation spa or anything. So we as Christians know this is not our eternity. This is not it. We are here for that long. Jesus says you're in this world, but you're not of this world. So when you die and when you go to be with the Lord, what is your life going to say to people? What, what is, what is going to be left behind? What is, what is your life going to read to people like, oh, she stood for this, or oh, you know, she did this, or she loved the Lord, or what are they going to say? It's your funeral. What are they going to say? Or are they going to say anything? Or you're not a Christian and they're going to have to make up platitudes? Well, they're in a better place. Let me tell you something. If you're not a Christian, you are in hell. If your friend died and they were not a Christian, they're in hell. There's no sugarcoating this. That's why it is so important to tell people the gospel. That's why it's so important to make your decision for Jesus Christ today. Put your faith in Christ and what he did on the cross for you. That's why it is so important to do that now. Because you don't get a second chance. You don't get a do-over. 
to do that. That's why we are in the end days. God told us in his word what these days would look like so that we would wake up, take notice, and be prepared. Not only spiritually prepared, physically prepared, but be mentally prepared. Today are the days that you're going to have to make the decision either for Christ or for this world. It's coming down to that. It's coming down to this. There's folks over in Sweden, in, in all these other countries, uh, over in the UK and Australia and all these other countries that are having to make that choice today. There are people over there going to jail because they prayed silently. Are you prepared to do that in the United States? It is coming to America. There are people in China that die because they have a Bible. They have to memorize the Bible because they can't have that. They don't have that luxury. There are folks over in North Korea. They don't have that luxury of getting a Bible. There are folks that risk their lives and their families' lives to go to North Korea to give people the gospel, to give people hope, to give them the Bible. There's folks in the Middle East doing the same thing. If you go to the Voice of the Martyrs, VOM, you're going to get a map, and it's going to tell you all the countries that are hostile to Christianity and they are hostile to Judaism. Folks, there's not another time in history, but right now. Now is the time to take your stand because it's coming to America. We're soon to be with a K. People look over at Russia, and they think that's, you know, four. 100,000 Ukrainians have died in a war they have no way of winning. No way of winning. Look at Russia. Come on. Putin could just wipe them. He could. He could just stomp on them and they would be gone. And the whole thing boils down to NATO. When you go back and you look at history, all the way back to the United States, I'm talking about Bush and Bush Jr., Bush Sr., all of them have been forcing this issue. And Russia's like, I don't want NATO on my doorstep. So you've really got to, you've got to, you got to know the history behind everything. If you can find, um, it's Tucker Carlson, I think on the 8th, on his uh, YouTube. If you go to YouTube, find Tucker Carlson, you can listen to it. And he, he gives that general, I think it's Jones or something like that, gives like the whole history, the whole backdrop of what's really going on over there. 400 thousand i think ten thousand so yeah the united states we don't hear that aspect but no we're gonna send billions of dollars with the b over to ukraine to help them die that's all we're doing is prolonging the cause and allowing them to die for what for what reason why why folks they're bringing this all to world war three the bible tells us what's gonna happen if you look in ezekiel it actually says zachariah says like um like their eyes melt in their socket. I mean, it describes nuclear war to a T. Um, I just, words, I can do the um thing because words, I just can't, I can't fathom. I just honestly can't believe we're in this day. We're living in a day that the Bible told us about. I'm like, wow, you know, I'm just super excited. I'm so stoked about it. Um, yeah, so will emergency scenario usher in digital currency upon America? This is Sarah Smith. This is at the WND News Center. She posted it on the 10th of February. Pay special close attention to digital currencies, digital IDs. Oh, it's going to be great. Neuralink. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to save the world. They're looking for a savior. That's who they're looking for. Not knowing that Jesus Christ is their savior. And they may know that and they may reject him. 
right now over in Israel, they're waiting for their Messiah. They don't believe that Jesus Christ is their Messiah. They're still waiting for their Messiah. And so in this seven-year uh, covenant is signed for peace. That's Daniel 9, 27. The Israeli people, the Jewish people are going to say, oh, it's our Messiah. Then they're going to think this is it. Three and a half years into the tribulation, they're going to realize, whoa, the abomination of desolation. When he sets himself up at the temple and to be worshipped as God because he proclaims that he is God, that's when they're going to realize, whoa, we made a mistake. And then after that, he will come after the Jewish people like you have no idea. And that's when the Bible says, woe to those who are pregnant. And he said, woe to those, or woe, all those woes. Pray that you're, it's not on the Sabbath and pray that it's not in the winter because they're going to run. They're going to run and I think they're going to go to Petra. That's what the Bible says. And Petra is exactly like it was all those years ago. If you look on there, they wanted to build roads there and they said, no, Petra has left, was left exactly like it's been all these years, thousands of years. It's amazing. It's totally amazing. It is so exciting to be living in these days. It's also heartbreaking as well because, you know, all those that will be lost. We also look around the world today and see the wickedness, the evil. They invent new ways to be evil. That's what the Bible said in these days, that that's what they would do. They would invent new ways. It'd be like the days of Noah. And if they're not inventing new ways to be evil, I don't know what it is. Look at the, uh, look at the vaccine. And then you look at Neuralink. And if you go back to the original, they've scrubbed this, of course, but I actually do have a copy of Moderna's website. And it does it. It's like a computer. It's a computer program is what it says. Of course, all that's gone now. You're not going to find that. But let me pull this up here. Okay, so Bible prophecy uh, update from J.D. Farag. If you go to jdfarag.org, you're going to find this. And he's got all of his links. And you can click on them and you can go there. Building and securing digital public infrastructure, a playbook for a local and regional government. Governments. Folks, it's everywhere. They don't hide it. It's everywhere. Yahoo News, no more needles. Gates Foundation funds patch like vaccine technology. That's what we were talking about. Neuroscience, revolutionary 3D printed brain tissue mimics human function. This is not science fiction, folks. This is really happening. WEF. Identity in a digital world, a new chapter in the social contract. Do you know you're in a contract? I didn't either. Well, we are. The body of the Messiah in the land of Israel following COVID-19. Where are we headed? That's when they gave up the DNA. Netanyahu gave up the DNA. Who is the most vaccinated nation? Israel. Go back in time. And look at the countries who did not take the vaccine. Who promoted, like look at India. It's like ivermectin. Ivermectin. We've been using ivermectin forever. Ivermectin works. They use ivermectin. COVID. They use, they, during all that, they use ivermectin. They use vitamin D3. All of it. And look at their death rates plummeted. Japan. What? All these other countries, they did not push the vaccine. Now, I mean, I don't know if Japan pushed the vaccine or not, but they did push, you know, like ivermectin. So, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, the American Journal Biden Border Hill has put Americans in grave danger. Of course, it's their whole plan 
to infiltrate the United States because they know they can't take us down from the outside, but they will take us down from the inside by changing the culture of our children, by brainwashing our children's mind. Just like over there in Gaza, what they've done to their children, brainwash them to hate the Jewish people since they were born. That's what they've done to the United States of America. They've taught our children to hate the United States of America, the country that they're born in. They've even taught them to not like the Jewish people. Go back and look at history. That's what infuriates me. And parents are like, ah, you know, I want the education system to do this. But you know what else they've done here in the United States? They've made everything with inflation. They made everything so hot. And of course, materialistic. Oh my gosh, you've got to have what the Joneses have and more, right? You've got to more than what the Joneses have. Everything has been like tailored to that. Because before, you can make it on your husband's salary. And you could stay home with the children. And then mothers would know what the kids were reading and bringing home from school. Not anymore. Oh no. It's now where parents have to work. They have to, and some of them have to work two jobs to be able to pay their mortgage, to pay their rent, to afford a car payment, to put gas in the car, to buy groceries. They can't afford private school for their children and much less homeschool them. You know why? Because they don't have time. They have to work. Did the Bible really create us to be like that? No. We are created to work. I mean, we are. We are to work. Uh, if you don't work, you're worse than an infidel if you can't provide for your family. But were we created to work all the time? Were we created not to have time to worship the Lord? Were we not created to the wives or, or mothers or to raise their children? God had a, a perfect family dynamic. And uh, Brother Spencer Smith does a great job in explaining that. It's, it's awesome. It's complementarianism. Oh, you know, of course, they go crazy over that. These liberals, like, oh my gosh, you can't say whatever. <laughs> look at it. Now look at our world today, since all that has been broken apart. Satan has done a great job in breaking all of our cultural norms apart. Everything that, that God said was good, Satan has gone and changed it. I mean, he's gone and, and corrupted it. And now we live in a extremely sinful, fallen world. In the last days of this world is where we're living and look at the world. It is, you know, I look at it like um, a nuclear, like an apocalypse is what I look at our world. Can, what it looks like today from what it looked like when God created it. And then by the time it's going to be over those last seven years, it's really going to look bad. But right now it already looks terrible. Man, can you imagine when the rapture of the church takes place and all the Christians have been raptured out of here caught up together to be with the Lord, harpazo, rapture, whatever you want to call it, well, we are snatched away. The Holy Spirit is snatched away. And then this world will get what it's been wanting. They don't want God. They rejected God. They rejected His Son, Jesus Christ. And they worship Satan, and that's what they're going to get. But there will be those on earth who have not yet hardened their hearts to Christ, that have not yet fully rejected Jesus, in his good news, in his message of salvation, in his mercy. he had They haven't fully rejected God. Those will be the ones that are saved. They are called the tribulation saints. They will be saved in a world that you and I won't recognize. I mean, I don't recognize this world from when I was a child. I don't recognize it. It's that much 
different. But we're talking about nuclear war, and there'll be like uh, hailstones coming down and fire, and God will destroy. Like there'll be like one quarter of the population dies right in the beginning, folks. That's that's whoa, and that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning signs the tribulation. We will be gone. There will be no Christians left to begin. Can you imagine a world that doesn't have any Christians? Can you imagine the evil, the depravity? Hopelessness, fear, you think you got anxiety now. Oh, Lord, you just wait. But there will be those who have heard the gospel and they hadn't really made that decision yet. And there'll be some that knew you and I, like, man, they always talked about, you know, Jesus taking them out of here. They always talked about ha, 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 you know, and then boom, they're going to wake up one morning and be like, oh, my gosh, they were right. Can you imagine the dread and fear that will fall upon them when that happens? And some of them may not know what to do. Like you told them, hey, God's going to take us out of here. How are they going to live? How, what are they going to know what to do? They're going to cry out to Jesus Christ to save them. Now, they may be saved. You know, spiritually, they'll be saved. But they're going to live in a world where the Antichrist, Satan himself, will hunt them down to behead them. And it will be so difficult that you're not going to be able to buy. You're not going to be able to sell. Don't think you can go hide in a bunker somewhere because that's not going to work. He will know. Everything will be tracked and traced. Satellite imaging, they're going to use everything. And it's going to be like something you and I can't even fathom. Like today, but on steroids. And then they're going to come up with this mark of the beast, whether that be a tattoo, whether it be this computer chip neural link stick in your head, whatever. Um, they could probably perfect that and just like stamp you on the forehead and you're good to go. I mean, it's going to be quick. And the beast will know, Satan will know if you're worshiping him or not. Because they're going to instru- uh, construct the image of the beast. That's going to be in the new temple in Jerusalem. And everybody, no matter where you're at, you're going to have to bow. You're going to have to worship and give your allegiance to this beast, image of the beast. And it's going to know. It's going to know if you are. And it has fire that comes down from heaven. It will destroy you. Boom, just like that. Don't wait until that moment, folks. This is not fiction. This is true. The Bible said these things would happen. The Bible has a 100% accuracy rate and everything it has prophesied. <laughs> everything happened exactly like it said it will. This will happen exactly like God said it will. Don't wait until then to make a profession of faith in Christ. Do it today. I implore you. I beg you. Do it today. Do it today if you haven't already. Um... Time is very, very short. I mean, so short, like things are happening. So I mean, things are happening like super fast. Like when I first started studying eschatology, we used to have prophecy conferences once a year, (laughs) once a year. It took a year for that much stuff to come available for, you know, for people to talk on me to go listen to and like books and like, you know, just go back into books. And let's go back into the 2000s and see how many prophecy books you can find that were written, copyrighted back in those years. Copyrighted? <laughs> copyrighted back then. And now look at the explosion of them now. Of course, Daniel talked about the explosion of knowledge and the explosion. Uh, this is technological knowledge and the explosion of population. Like I wrote about that in my book, The Remnant Believers or The Last Days Remnant Believers, if you want it in print. I talked about that the explosion of population of what the population was in the 1800s to what the population is now, the billions of people within like 100 years, 200 years, insanity. But the Bible said it would happen. One other thing I wanted to note that if you are looking for my books on Amazon, you're going to have a hard time finding them. If you type my name in, used to it would pull up my books like super fast. 
Now it doesn't. Like you have to like really hunt for it. So the best way to find my author page is to go to BibleProphecyForToday.com, BibleProphecy, the number four, today.com, which is my website. And you can click on right underneath my picture. It says, um, please visit my podcast channel. Of course, you can go here to the podcast or you can go visit my author page. And so you guys can click on that. It'll take you right to my author page on Amazon and you can check out the books there. Also have a merchandise store if you guys are ever curious in that and you want some cool mugs or like whatever um, with some scripture with some really good stuff on there, you can go there as well. But anyway, guys, with that, I really wanted to talk about a whole lot more, but you know, the Holy Spirit, I pray every single time I go and do a podcast, I pray about it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to leave the link to Bible, to Gerard, uh, uh, sorry, to Pastor J.D. Farag's prophecy update here. And I'm also going to leave a link to his links that he has that he talks about. But it's very important, guys, that we really focus. Like we, I, I know there's a lot of things going on in the world today. Your son's got football practice. You got basketball. You got this. You had got whatever. There's so much going on. I understand. People have lives. I understand we have a life, but we need to glorify God in that life. And so we need to tell people the things that are happening right now. However you do it, if you want to print off stuff, uh, J.D. Frog had a lady on there that said and there was links to, you can go back and look at it. I think it's like three weeks ago in his other prophecy update. She gave links to the, um, the PDF that you guys can use, like whatever. Whatever you can do, do it. Do it for the Lord. If you leave little flyers and places or those gospel tracks, whatever you do, do it for the Lord. Go out and do it. If you're like Moses, like I can't speak or I can't talk, like whatever, I need an errand, whatever, you know what I mean? Do what God has called you to do. Be a prayer warrior. Be in prayer for friends and family that aren't believers. Pray for those that are believers. Pray for encouragement. Pray for Israel. Pray for Ukraine. Pray for the world. Pray for those that are not saved to be saved. Pray for whatever God lays upon your heart. Not everyone's called to go out. And I understand and tell people, you know, the grocery store, like, hey, do you believe in Jesus? You know, hey, do you wear shirts that have the gospel on the back? Like, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's what the Bible says. Whosoever, which means anybody who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. Is near, is actually here. Tell people whatever you can do. Tell people, buy books, leave books places, whatever you can do, do it. Leave Bibles places. Go buy those Bibles. You can get some of them for like two, three dollars on eBay. Whatever you can do, buy, leave those Bibles places. You would be amazed how many people don't have a Bible. They don't have a Bible. You know, somebody should really write a book on misconceptions of you know of the bible misconceptions of 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 scripture you know like everybody says thou shalt not judge you can't judge me but they don't read the entire chapter they don't read it in context they don't read it in context somebody should really write a book on that but guys i'm going to get off of here i did want to talk about the well you know let, let's do this real quick because i know there's nobody listening now darn it I've already gone an hour and 11 minutes. I wouldn't be listening to me after an hour and 11 minutes. But will emergency scenario usher in digital currency upon America? We will talk about that later today on the second part of this podcast. Guys, with that, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. May your will be done on earth 
just like it is in heaven. Guys, thank you so much for listening. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up for the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to come and take us home.